Let's go on a Friday. We're in Riverwind. There's people here. It's a gorgeous place. Well, a gorgeous day. This is my kind of day, Josh. This is my kind of day. A little overcast. A little overcast. A little rainy. It's football weather. By the way, speaking of football weather, did you? What an odd place. You want to talk about a curveball where I'm starting the show today? You're, I don't even know if you're. Are you even ready for where I'm starting the show today, Josh Helmer? Maybe. Well, let's find Maybe, out. Okay. Okay. I like that. What a wild night in high school football here in the state of Oklahoma, where my lock, stock, automatic pick to win the 4A state championship, the Wagner Bulldogs, got upset in a game, Josh, that didn't get over until after midnight. Six turnovers. My man Dale Condit, who has had so much success, Heartbreak City. Six. Can you imagine? Uh, I'm sure we have a lot of those of you on the uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line that may have been there in the, I guess I could say in the metro, right, in the, the Tulsa, Tulsa metro area. I don't know. Where, where, where were they even? Oh, they were in Edmond. Never mind. That, uh, were, were there in Edmond last night? Maybe some Wagner fans in them just outside the metro. Josh. Upset. Congratulations to Blanchard, who takes home the 4A title. How about that? Gold ball, 1914. Is that the last time they won it? No, that was the score, was it not? Oh, I'm sorry. I was like, wow, you were really ready for this curveball I was going to throw you. (laughs) Yeah. That would have been really amazing if I pulled that out. So did they... Did we have some lightning or weather issues or something? Is that why they didn't kick off until 920 last night? Should I have actually read this story instead of just seeing four tweets on it and looking at the box score? <laughs> <laughs> well, there definitely was uh, was weather rolling through last night, so yeah, maybe. Okay, all right. Lightning so delay. Our- uh, lightning delays kick off for more than two hours. Whoa! Didn't even Did start until light- nine twenty. Yeah. Did we even have lightning last night? I call it conspiracy. <laughs> I'm a. I'm in a torn spot. I'm in a torn spot because. As many of you know, as we welcome, yes, yes, we're getting to Tawi, we're getting to Jason Llewellyn here in moments. We're going to talk about what that means overall out of the portal for Oklahoma. I continue to call and, and grab opinions from some of the, I guess you could say, college football insiders on the Oklahoma hiring. I talked yesterday to Parker Fleming from Stats of War. We'll share what he says. I had reached out to my buddy Eric Bailey to join us. Uh, he said he'd get back with the time. I know. I know he's busy with all the the portal stuff, so I won't. I won't bug him too terribly much. But we may hear from the Tulsa World's Eric Bailey later on in the program, and then at 10 a.m. Lee Sterling, we'll get Lee's take on how he thinks conference championship weekend is going to play out and the four team playoff. And as always, you can hit us up on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line if you haven't already. If you know what you want to talk about and you've got an opinion on the news of the day, 405-651. 3439. It's simple. For those that have asked, how do I use the text line? Ed, you just text the show. Put your name on it. We'll put your name in the system. You're set. And you're a part of the Ref Army. And of course, from 9 to noon, the Plank Platoon. In the meantime, you can pick up the phone and call us on the Riverwind Casino jackpot line, 405 329 And that's where we are today at Riverwind Casino on a Friday. So here is my dilemma for tonight, Josh. As you know, 
Because BYU, well, again, I, I guess I probably need to quit blaming BYU for this, right? Don't you think that this might be a situation where I just need to go ahead and blame the Sooners? Yeah, that's that's okay. probably fair. Sorry, sorry to our BYU fans and listeners. I'll stop blaming you for fumbling the ball on the five yard line and blowing a twenty four to six halftime lead. Not your fault or whatever it was at the half. So I am in uh, Daddy um, Hades, I guess is the best way to put it, to where my kids have everything going on that could possibly be going on this weekend, but somehow, Josh, somehow, some way. I've got almost a free pass tonight. I don't know how this happened. I have no clue. The um, My daughter, my oldest daughter, has an event that I have to take her to, but it's in OKC, and she's there until like 10 o'clock. So, I mean... I think that opens up the opportunity for me to go to UConn and watch my beloved Washington Warriors tonight, right? I would say, yes, the window is squarely open. Hmm. I got to see him, man. I haven't had, I'm haven't. i not going to get to see him next week if they make it to the finals, and I feel pretty confident they do. How about this note, by the way? Let, let me homer out real quick on the Warriors. My beloved 2A defending state champion Washington Warriors. Juggernaut. My buddy Chris uh, Rainey, Chris, uh, his son Nate, uh, won a state championship last year. And uh, Chris played college ball, outstanding high school player, and just all-around super dude. I mean, when you talk about dudes you want to have a beer with, Chris Rainey is up there. Like the top five, right? The top five of the Ref Army people you probably don't know but should and you would want to have a beer with. Rainey's up there with the Chris Wilkerson's and the Trevor anderson's of the world jay you're there adam yes we we got our top five of dudes that y'all wouldn't know but when you do you'd love them and chris is one of them and he sent me this note yesterday get this if washington wins tonight josh my beloved warriors they'll become the first oklahoma school slash program to make four consecutive state championship games in the five round playoff formats Ten others have made three straight, but never four in the five-round playoffs. And, again, 2A has an extra round because there's 8,000 schools in the state that play 2A. How cool is that? little history, little history on the line. By the way, I also did want to apologize here right off the top as we segue to events that did happen last night. I think my take of, on the Seahawks-Cowboys game was it's either going to be the Seahawks winning – or an absolute blowout for Dallas. In the end, we kind of got a, kind of got a what at least appeared to be a pretty good game, with a lot of flags. Josh, a lot of flags, a lot of offense. <laughs> yeah, a lot of offense too. How was your Thursday night? It was good, man. It was a uh, a very good Thursday. The good, uh, the concert. Did you have a good time? Oh yes, the concert. It was it was good. It was good. I, um, you guys had brought it up a lot yesterday on the text line. You were right. She can flat out sing. You know, I, I'm not overly familiar with her her music. One of her songs she started singing, and I turned to my daughter. And I'm like, isn't that an Adele song? And she's like, no, that's hers. It's like, oh, okay, that's cool. It was really cool. Um, I hadn't been to the BOK Center in a long time because I haven't got to go to any of the Arkansas OU games. I haven't got to go to the Thunder exhibition there. I just I haven't, I haven't gone to an event there in a long time. And it's, you know, it's still – 
you know, I, this has been the year of nostalgia for me, right? Uh, doing a pregame show and doing a show at my alma mater this year. Uh, final trip through the Big 12, things of that nature, right? I mean, it's it's been a year of nostalgia. And there was some nostalgia feels going to the BOK Center. I was the PA guy for the Talons, and we would go there, and we'd be the only people sitting in the upper deck, and we'd have a pretty good time while yelling and screaming in the microphone and, you know, going to Oiler games, going to some of the first concerts. They're fighting to get the BOK Center built. We, I, Tulsa peeps, you remember, it was not always a slam dunk. Not always a slam dunk, Josh. In fact, whenever I first started in Tulsa in 97, we shot down. We shot down a downtown arena project. So it's it's been it's a year, and there was a part of me that was kind of in my feels last night. It's like, oh, man, look at this place. Look at this place. And then I went and bought a couple of uh, souvenir T-shirts for the girls, and I was quickly out of my feels. It's like, okay. Nothing says I care about your music like a $40 T-shirt and then some dude asking me to give him a tip. You know what I'm pretty sure when you flip that iPad around, you know what I'm pretty sure is going to happen, Josh? I'm going to be asked to, to tip for something that I have no business tipping for. That's exactly what's going to happen when they flip that iPad around, isn't it? Yeah. Like, here you go. It's like, uh, Hey, it's going to ask you one question here. It's going to ask you one. <laughs> Got one question on this real quick for you. <laughs> 10%, 15%. grabbed a T-shirt. I don't think I need to tip you. But, no, it was fun. Hey, um. Josh, real quick, let's get into this because we're um, – I'm afraid I might lose my connection here for two seconds. Hold on. We're going to find out together. Oh, look at you. Look at you. We got our uh, we got our cover on our table here. What an absolute rock star. Okay. Let's get to the actual news in hand. Nobody wants to hear me talk about my concert experience. Nobody wants to hear about me getting all in my feels and the nostalgia, Josh. What do you want to hear about? What does this mean? Thank you so much. You're a rock star. What does this mean going forward – with Tawi Walker and Jason Llewellyn for those two rooms, right? Isn't that where we want to start today? Oh, it's got to be. That's the breaking news. Were you surprised? Now, I, I want to make this very clear. We haven't had a, oh, wow, dude in the portal at Oklahoma. Even Caleb Williams getting in there, right? That wasn't a, a jaw dropper. I mean, I'm sure that someone's going to be able to correct me rather quickly. It's like, what about so-and-so and so-and-so? But I would say even during, like, the Lincoln era, when the we, we had the first kind of birth of the portal, right, during his last year and the craziness of it, I don't – have we really had a, oh, man, I'm shocked by that guy that was leaving? I, I was trying to – I went through – our Google spreadsheet magically disappeared from last year's. Oh, no. Well, I don't know – I don't know where it went. I don't know. How, I don't know if some, one of you guys deleted it or something. But I created this spreadsheet, and it's just gone. It's like, am I? I don't know where it went. Maybe it only lasts a year. I don't know. Maybe it does. I have no idea. I'd never used Google Drive before, but it's gone. So, I find myself still kind of searching for that holy, holy bleep. That guy's gone. Even David Aguebu, as late as it was, and as much as he had played, I guess two seasons ago now. Maybe a little bit of a surprise, right? But I don't remember watching a game this year and hearing anyone say, man, if only David Aguebu was in there, right? Uh, Theo Wees, by the way, Theo Wees had a heck of a year at Missouri. I mean, you want to talk about a guy that 
I, could he have done this at Oklahoma? Maybe. Maybe. I, I don't know. The development of Nick Anderson and what Andrew Anthony was before he got hurt, I would say, Josh, that kind of minimized any concern over Weiss leaving. But to his credit, Theo went to Missouri and had a great season, right? For his total. for his Sure. Right. Sure he did, yeah. A, a very successful season. Anyone, though, that you remember that's really kind of shocked you? I'm trying. To I'm not saying it's here. not going to happen, and I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I'm just saying we haven't really been floored by a transfer portal edition. No, I mean, typically it, it kind of feels like maybe the writing's on the wall to some degree. Mm-hmm. I mean, usually that's that's the way this has gone. LeBlanc was kind of surprising, I guess. Because it was so quick? Yeah, so quick. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. It's like literally he got here, and you're like, uh, he's leaving? Jaden Davis, uh, maybe to some degree. That's a good one. That's a good one. Even though, and by the way, it's still kind of wild to me. Oh, dude, I was just, you mentioning Jaden Davis's name. That's the first time I think I've heard Jaden Davis's name since he transferred. I don't know how much he played at Miami. I haven't even looked at his stats. But again, another guy that even with all of the cornerback issues that Oklahoma had this year, and, and by issues, I mean injuries. You had I, – I don't have to go through you guys know. But I never remember a time when anyone texted this show or calls like, dude, if we just had Jaden Davis this year, right? I mean, so, again, I'm not trying to say, oh, big bad Oklahoma, our transfer portal uh, exits don't sh- make us mad or shock us, and anyone that leaves sucks. That, that's not what I'm trying to say, so please don't paint it that way. But we've never really been floored. So, with that said, the first three names in the portal for Oklahoma, Josh, have not floored me at all. I forgot DJ Graham was on the team. I thought he was already in the portal. That's a little bit of sarcasm. Jason Llewellyn, he couldn't stay healthy. And then when he was healthy, at least from what the depth chart and the guys who were dressed and things of that nature looked like, he couldn't get on the field, right? He couldn't. I think he was listed on the depth chart as what, like a backup long snapper? And that was the only place that he appeared on the depth chart. I mean, we are dudes that were basketball players that transitioned to football were seeing the field more than Jason Llewellyn was, right? So the what could be, I think, sucks with a guy like that in, in, in the mind of fans when he transfers. But Llewellyn leaving is more of what we thought he could be. And he was, you know, he was a guy that came in, hyped and talked about, but I mean, if you're going to Grinch about your teammates on social media and you're not doing anything, bye. You know, good luck, man. His his girlfriend played college softball. I think she played at Texas Tech. So, uh, obviously, he had a soft spot from in, in my world because he's a big softball guy. But, Josh, I'm not overly concerned about either one of those guys just because, you know, DJ switched to receiver, and I don't even know if he took a snap on the field as a receiver. And on in a season when Oklahoma desperately needed tight end depth, Jason Llewellyn was busy grinching about the guys playing in front of him on social media than doing something about it in practice. That might seem harsh or mean, but it's the truth. And if he had stayed the course, who knows? I mean, he might have wound up being a pretty good player for uh, Oklahoma at tight end. Uh, that that room is still – it's open for somebody to, to take the reins and yeah. really grab control of it. I know you got Devon Mitchell coming in, and he should be uh, 
potentially a star. I mean, is he going to be that straight away? I think he'll help you next season, no doubt, right? He's talented enough to do that, but it lends itself to where one more offseason, stay healthy for Llewellyn, Helms, McIntyre. I mean, any of those guys could have legitimately helped uh, Oklahoma next season. So this just ratchets up something that I think we probably would have thought anyways. But once Mm -hmm. again, you're going to dip back into the transfer portal yourself now for tight end help. We'll see where it comes from and who. Yeah. I know one guy I wouldn't mind having over there the next couple of years, Nate Roberts. Huh? You know what I'm saying? By the way, I, I, I have heard, Josh, that I probably need to go to UConn tonight because there are going to be a lot of Division One coaches that are there. Maybe the new offensive coordinator, Penn State. Maybe. Oh, really? Just Andy yeah, Kotelnicki? Yeah. Maybe. Uh, m- maybe there might be some people from, say, the Columbus area there tonight. Maybe. And maybe, just maybe, there might be some people from inside the Switzer Center that are there tonight. I think it's confirmed I'll be there. I can see my daughter trying. Where are you to pick me up? Hold on, baby. I'll be there. It's the fourth quarter. Just hang out. So I'm hanging out strangers. with talking to the Penn State offensive coordinator. I'll be right talking there. Talking to Andy Coltonicki right now. Uh, all right. But so those are the two guys so far that are in the portal for Oklahoma that you know probably don't really raise an impact, raise a concern. And honestly, at their current positions, didn't make much of an impact. When we come back, though, Josh, let's spend some time on Tawi Walker because. The numbers in that room would dictate somebody was going to go, and I don't think we're done with people leaving from that room just because of the numbers, right? Just because of the overall numbers. So we'll dive into Tawi Walker's decision to transfer into the portal, I guess you could say, uh, and we'll start to preview the weekend of championship games coming up. We're live from Riverwind Casino on a Friday right here on The Ref. What do you think of when you hear this song, Josh? Cranberry juice guy. (laughs) I don't know why I'm the same way. One of the greatest songs ever, and all I think about is some dude (laughs) skateboarding down that hill. On a skateboard, drinking his cranberry juice. Here he goes. He's singing. Um, He's lip syncing. We had had mentioned right off the top if there was anybody that y'all recall that kind of when they hit the portal, you found yourself shocked. A couple good submissions here. The 918, Jaden Hazelwood, that's a good one. I think that's a good one. That was one where, to be fair, to be fair, kind of like every single podcast that's a crime or mystery podcast will have a comment in, like, iTunes, the Apple comments, where someone said, Ugh. This could have been done in one episode. For every guy that transfers, there's probably someone that's like, I saw that coming, right? I knew he was going. But, you know, Hazelwood was a guy that started to see a little bit more of a role. He had gone through the whole, gosh, remember that 2020, the COVID season, where he came back and made like a big catch in the Big 12 championship game and then left the team and didn't play in the bowl game. And then he came back. You're like, all right, I guess he's in. He was on the kind of the, the early NIL cutting edge. They were doing not PFT. What are the NFTs? NFTs. PFT <laughs> they commenters they were, they were doing? They, they, they weren't doing PFT commenter. 
<laughs> the NFTs. So that's a good one. Um, Rambo, Charleston Rambo. I'll allow that. I'll allow that. That was a submission from the 918. The 602, I disagree. I think Spencer Rattler was a zero surprise when he entered the portal. I, I would be that guy that says, oh, that's no surprise to me. Because we thought at the time that even though Lincoln was gone, there was a push to bring Caleb back, and we thought after the Alamo Bowl there was a chance that he could come back, right, and play for Brent Venables. And at the time, everyone was – everyone in an OU capacity was saying the right things. So I just – I don't – I don't think Spencer Rattler, Josh, surprised me, right? No, no, it wasn't. Okay. It wasn't surprising at all. It, I mean, given the way that year played out and – you know, getting booed at the West Virginia game and everything. And mm-hmm. it's like every other week there was a new rumor about the guy. So yeah, he, yeah. he uh, not shocking to see him want to bolt no. out. And then uh, a couple here for Trey Sermon. That was a good one because not a good one that he left, <laughs> just to be clear. But when you thought of the odd man out in that room, I think many of us were, um, gosh, all my years are running together. The way he was used during his final season at Oklahoma was odd. It was just, it didn't, we didn't know if he was hurt. We didn't know what was going on. What was that, 20, 20, was that 2020? I think so. Because he transferred to Ohio State in 2020. Uh, So 2019. Yeah, it would have been the 19 season. Thank you. Because remember, they it was just he would play, and when he would play, be like ah. But then he'd have a big game every now and then, right? So I don't, I can't argue with that one. But since we're on running backs, Josh, I don't think anyone should be shocked by Tawi Walker. Maybe disappointed a little bit just because he showed. I think he showed that he was the most consistent running back on this team throughout. A, a majority of the season. Now, he got hurt, he got in the doghouse, and later in the year it became, over the last four games, Gavin Sawchuk. And we all saw when Gavin Sawchuk was healthy to what he was capable of. But, I mean, Tommy Walker, never on scholarship, at least that I know. I don't think he was ever added on scholarship. Had the dust up with DeMarco. Many of you already had this, well, I can't have a running back. That's a walk-on, right? And even through all of that still, I don't I, – there's about three or four games this year that I think either A, Oklahoma might lose, or B, a little bit tighter if Tawi Walker's not on campus, if he's not their running back. He had a really good season for Oklahoma. And as you pointed out, maybe the first eight weeks of the, of the year – was uh, first two months Oklahoma's most consistent right. running back uh, week in and week out? I mean, how many uh, how many times did we sit here and say, well, should they have given Tommy Walker more carries? I mean, is he not the lead guy? So he's, right. he's earned himself a, I think, power five scholarship opportunity to – I mean, he's proven he can play uh, at Oklahoma in this type of level and uh, and withstand the, the wear and tear – I think he's going to really help somebody out. And obviously, Oklahoma's running back situation, they're in a pretty good place with Gavin Sanchuk, assuming that everybody stays put. Barnes, Hicks, Smothers, you like what you have there. You got Tatum coming in. 
with what Sachuk did to end the season, you you have star power to start, and then probably sure. some star power coming in, and uh, a lot of other depth around that. And who knows, maybe they still add one name uh, out of the portal too. So it made sense why Tommy Walker would move on. He's got a chance to hopefully go somewhere, get a scholarship, and who knows, Plank with uh, a full season projected as a starter somewhere. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that he could be a fifth, sixth, seventh round NFL draft sure. pick type guy. Hey, he he does the things. Hey, Samaje Pirine is still in the league, guys. Now, I'm not trying to compare Tawi to Samaje. Samaje was a different level. He's the all-time leading running back, rusher, yardage-wise, I know you football history. But, I mean, they, there's a role for these bowling balls in the National Football League. And I was just looking back, you know, I he ran for 117 against SMU in a game where just everything seemed to be a little bit off offensively for Oklahoma. Right? It just wasn't jiving real well. Great defensive performance. Now looking back, I mean, I don't want to get too good, but maybe one of the better defensive performances of the year based on what SMU became, how good they were. I mean, it, I, I know no one wants to think about a game against the Mustangs out of the American Athletic Conference as one of the best defensive games, but holy smokes, man. Outside of what they did against West Virginia and what they were able to do after the two breakdowns against Iowa State might be one of their best performances. But offensively, if it wasn't for Tawi, they might not win that game. Josh, if Tawi Walker doesn't get hurt against Kansas late, is there any doubt in your mind that Oklahoma wins that football game? Probably they could just turn and hand off to him three times, yeah. or maybe it would have taken once or twice. And uh, the complaints we had about, well, why did they get so ultra-conservative, probably wouldn't have mattered the way he was right. running that day uh, in Lawrence, Kansas. He's injured. He's injured. He's not 100%. And he takes one to the house against Oklahoma State in a moment where you thought, all right, here we go. We're going to blow this thing open. Um, and he was a... He was someone who you couldn't help but root for. He has a he has a son, right? And that's still kind of a, <laughs> because I started with kids relatively late in life. It's always kind of hard for me to imagine being a college student, playing Division One athletics, and being a dad, being a parent. I, I can't even imagine that challenge. It's hard enough being a full-time and it's hard enough being a stay-at-home mom or being a stay-at-home dad or whatever i can't even imagine being a college football player while you have a kid how about it's tough enough to be a college athlete <laughs> thank you yeah you know, the responsibilities of a father right oh man that's yeah that's a lot so i just wanted to make sure that in the process of saying something like i'm going to say now the running back room is going to be fine. The running back room is going to be fine. When I say that, that's not to say anything negative about Tawi Walker. Two things can be true. The running back room will be fine for Oklahoma, and Tawi Walker made a good choice. And yeah. you know what? He had a great season this year at Oklahoma, and I think has a potentially bright professional future. So all of these items can be true. So... What's next? We'll start diving into it coming up here on The Ref. For instance, I, I was doing 
to prepare for this show today. Yes, there's work that goes into preparing for this show, as shocking as that might seem sometimes. You do realize the top performers statistically at defensive tackle, edge rusher, linebacker, safety, and corner could all be gone. Woody Washington's out of eligibility. I don't know. I mentioned Rondell Bothroyd, right? I just was thinking about an edge guy in Trace Ford who had a really good year. I don't know if their numbers would show they had the most sacks. Isaiah Coe was really good on the interior. DeJean Terry, you know. And then, you know, Danny and, and Billy Bowman have a decision to make. I don't, I don't know if Teddy talked about it from the live show they did the other night for the Oklahoma Breakdown, but th- there wasn't like a on-back moment from Danny Stutzman either. So let's, when we come back with the text line, to kind of start really trying to figure out what this roster might look like going forward and who's the name to keep an eye on potentially next into the portal and maybe who's an eye to keep an eye, uh, who's someone to keep an eye on that could be coming in to Oklahoma and at least the position they're looking at. It's all coming up on a Friday live from Riverwind Casino right here on The Ref. Hour number one. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Plank Show. Good morning, everybody. Hope you're doing well. Josh Elmer alongside Chris Plank right here. It's the ref. It's the home of Sooner fans. Hour number one presented by Van Hoos Fence. That is vhfence.com. Give them a call, 405-735-1167. The premier fence company in Oklahoma. Plank, they should go to Van Hoos Fence because why? Because Bob Stoops said so. That's why. That's right vhfence.com uh no no other explanation needed probably i wouldn't think knippemeyer chevrolet text line that's 405-651-3439 a lot of uh a lot of discussion on the portal entrance for oklahoma tommy walker and jason llewellyn the latest additions there spence and tulsa out of the 918 i agree with josh our running back is about to be really crowded. Hate to see Tawi go, but it makes sense. Just hope he's not playing against us next season. <laughs> yeah, like he ends up Temple or somewhere like that. Hey, he, dude, he was – you guys – you guys listen to me. We – I'll throw me in there. We can say oh, it's, we saw what happened whenever the best back got healthy, but that also didn't minimize the impact that he had, I think. Throughout, I hope it doesn't. And again, like you said, two things can be true. We can say, "Hey, he, we're going to be fine in the running back room, at least conceivably, right? You, you feel like you're going to be fine in that running back room, and he can also be missed. Like, it doesn't have to be all oh, you say we're fine, so he must good riddance, and that not the case at all. In all fairness, the OU running back room was fine after Trey Sermon left. Kennedy Brooks had a heck of a heck of a run, heck of a couple seasons, so. The, is what it is, as the kids would say. Indeed. And the fact that Tawi's a walk-on, right? you know, I, I think does impact things to where, generally speaking, you hope there's no animosity when somebody enters the transfer portal and makes their own decisions. But when it's a walk-on kid, right. that, that just totally removes any room for folks to really be all that upset, right? Sure. I mean, an opportunity. Absolutely. So here's out of the 402. Tawi did 10 times more on the field and couldn't get rewarded a scholarship versus some who barely saw playing time. They did. See, do, do we know for certain he never got that scholarship? See, that's where I'm – everyone's just saying he's walking. He's, but was there a point during the year where they put him on scholarship or I f- no? I feel I like – so. 
I feel like we would have known if they did. Riley would have gotten one of those yeah. videos or. I know Gavin did right in the preseason. By the way, um, I, I just while you're rolling through the text, Josh, I just had to say, um, Wes H, that is a very funny text. I am not reading that on the air. <laughs> but you made both Josh and I laughed quite a bit. <laughs> so well done, Wes. You start thinking about this running back room, right? Just in general. At least when you're thinking about what I assume it's going to look like in 2024. Gavin Sawchuk has proven over the last couple of games he's got some juice. Javante Barnes, True Sooner had pointed this out a while back, right? He had tweeted out like a, a peace Norman, like a peace out Norman Instagram post or something and took it down. So I don't, like, we don't know what he went through this year. Brent Venables talked about the frustration for him of trying to get healthy. I think they really, really like him, really like him, and I think they want to keep him around. But if if he starts looking around and you see the the smothers and the hicks, right? I mean, I Caleb Hicks, before he got hurt, was the, the talk of camp. And then whenever I went to practice, Dalen Smothers was the guy that, you know, really caught my eye. In fact, I came I came into the show because I went without – the, the roster they gave us was only like a two deep. And do you remember the day I went to practice, I heard so many good things about Caleb Hicks. I came back and I was like, dude, that Caleb Hicks guy, number seven, is amazing. You guys weren't kidding. And immediately, like two or three days, like seven smothers. It's like, oh, my gosh. He's really – I didn't see Hicks in. Seven looks good. So I guess my point is – what that room might look like is going to be interesting because just the sheer numbers of it, right? Just the sheer numbers of it. And then, you know, you add in Taylor Tatum, whom, I mean, from everyone I've talked to, they feel like, and by the way, I kind of feel like this is the case with a lot of people anymore. I got to quit falling for this. But they think he can be one of those guys that can make an impact his freshman year. So... Just from the sheer numbers of it, Josh, you would expect that there might be one more dude that, that hits the portal. Would not be and shocking I at all. And didn't Marcus Major go through all his senior day stuff, or did I dream that? Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I think he's got another year of eligibility if he wants it. But just in general in that running back room, you know, you start thinking about the amount of potential that's in there. I don't. I don't know if Oklahoma is going to necessarily be in the business of hitting the portal for a running back. And this was brought up on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. You notice who got a few carries late in that West Virginia game? Maybe it was the TCU game. One of those final two games, Ameka Megwa got a few carries, and Ameka Megwa is kind of like the. I don't know the phantom of the running back room. So when he came in, when he transferred in, everyone's like, this kid that came in from Washington, look out. And I honestly think I've seen him in uniform one time. <laughs> and, and he got a couple of carries. So maybe he becomes that guy next year. Yeah, he had a he had a carry for six yards against TCU. All right, anywhere else you want? I'm sorry, I, I filibustered there. Anywhere else you want to go on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line here, Josh? I know we got a lot. Two more. One from Sean here. That's why we have competitive depth. 
because guys leave college (laughs) one way or another. And then from the Sooner tie guy out of the 405, I was at the live Oklahoma Oklahoma breakdown. I had the feeling that Danny Stutzman was leaving from his comments, sadly. Yeah, me too. From the recap that I got, and I mean, from the recap, from talking to Gabe, him and and I did Big 12 together yesterday. Speaking of which, Josh, we got to get into those tiers, right? Got to get into that. But I was like, dude, how did how'd it go? How'd it feel? Did you have the I'm back moment? And Gabe went, nah, maybe a little bit of the opposite. <laughs> kind of had the, uh, well, it's been fun moment. Right. Which, so, hey, that probably, and, and look, Brent Venables in Oklahoma, they're planning as though, I'm sure, as though Danny uh-huh. Stutzman and both Billy Bowman will not be here, right? You hope, yeah. you hope, and you're going to recruit. But uh, you're only going to recruit to the point of, hey, we'd love to have you back, right? I mean, you're not going to advise somebody to not make a good financial decision if it's a good financial decision for both. Right. And the same thing, and I know we got a break, the same thing bodes true for, like, Stutzman and a backer and a safety and anyone. If you're not going to be a first or second-round pick, college can be competitive, in NIL with what you're going to get in guaranteed money for like a fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh round pick. Talking first, second, third, it's kind of tough. But you start getting in that fourth through seventh, that's where you can be competitive. I would assume if a Danny or Billy are making that decision, which, again, nothing official yet, they have a pretty good feeling they're going to be round two guys. If not, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if Danny's a first-round pick. I don't think he is. But, again, I've been wrong a lot on that before. All right, 405-651-3439. We're at Riverwind Casino. Great events coming to Riverwind Casino, including Pete Davidson right around the corner. Get ticket information online right now at riverwind.com. It's the Plank Show. A couple things we haven't talked about much yet today. Uh, great atmosphere last night inside the McCaslin Fieldhouse. Great atmosphere. Um, it did. I, I think I heard Toby during the crossover say it was, what, a year's worth of planning that went into that. So kudos to kudos to Porter and everyone. Uh, I'm not just sucking up BFC when I say I think the OU marketing department knocked it out of the park. Game ops, in-game entertainment, knowing how challenging it can be to do things in McCaslin just because, again, it's antiquated, a little old school. Has it started? They see this is why we should do a game on campus. Has it started that? Are you kidding me? It's been an avalanche of that. (laughs) That was that was like you. You could have written a a social media story about that yesterday. It was like that. That was all the rage. Was oh well, look. Why don't they do this? Well, this this would be easy. Just renovate it. And um, I think they're really good. I know our Arkansas Pine Bluff is not necessarily the most incredible team they're going to see, but they uh, they took care of business. It was good to see. Uh, Oklahoma City thumped the Lakers last night. L.A.'s a hard team to figure out. But, man, the I'm not here to pass judgment yet until we have all the information. I'm still uncomfortable with Josh Kitty playing, Josh. Still uncomfortable with that. I don't think he should be playing right now. And I think more time needs to be spent 
on just how much of a steal Shea Gilgis Alexander truly was. I mean, I just I watch this guy and I'm like, how could the Clippers let this guy get away? Oh, it looks so, how... so bad now. Oh my gosh! I mean, he. I mean, he and Holmgren are going to be oh. foundational guys for OKC for you, the next decade. You and I have spent. When we talked Thunder basketball, the better part of, what, three, four years now trying to figure out who's, who's foundational pieces. It's Lou Dort foundationals, Jada foundationals, this guy foundationals, that guy foundational. Who would have thought we're so, you know, minds are, uh, Royal We, on the draft picks and the guys coming in, that the, the dude that was, you know, part of the trade that wasn't a pick is the foundational superstar for this franchise for years to come. Just awesome. All right, quick break, quick break. When we come back, we'll talk to our buddy Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com on the ref.